And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Game Notes, the Utah Jazz podcast on The Athletic. I'm Dave Dufour, and that means lurking somewhere in the shadows is Tony Jones. I'm, I'm, you're not in the shadows, like you're number one. Endear to my heart. No, you're lurking in the shadows. I'm. I am not lurking in. You're bad. Which one of us is the Ben Simmons of this podcast? Oh, a non-shooter. It's got to be you. <laughs> oh, listen. I, I'm. I'm although, doing this podcast although, currently. I'm the tall one, so I don't know. That one hurt. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm really because you said that. Like, I'm seriously doing this game with myself oh, in, in my pocket. No, no listen. Uh, we uh we did a pod. When was this? Two weeks ago. At this point, uh, when you were in Dallas, yes, we did it with our friend Sarah Todd from the Deseret News, and I blew it. I just want to. This is my mea culpa. I blew it. We would have had a podcast out, a preview podcast. It was excellent, but I blew it. It was my fault. The audio wound up not being great. Uh, air filtration systems are pretty loud. Turns out, and uh, I didn't do a good job. We're gonna have Sarah back at some point during the season and definitely get her view on the jazz. But uh, Tony, it's good to be back with you. And I want to jump right in because, you know, we just don't have a lot of time. Uh, do, uh, wait a minute. Are we, are we betting this year? What's our bet this year? Um, you know, I was thinking about this. This team is going to win so many games that I think that, kind of like last year, we're going to wind up so close to each other that it might not be a competition. I, I don't know how we do this. Maybe we, maybe we take suggestions um, and, and – We'll just do the best the, the best competition that the listeners kind of come up with. So hit us in the comments on the Athletic app. Hit us in the comments on Twitter and let us know what you think we ought to do this year because we definitely need a contest. It was fun last year, and uh, we tied, which stinks. And we've been it, in each other's presence, and nobody bought steak. Yeah, I know. Cause, well, it was a tie. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, we should have settled it with a foot race. Oh, I would have won that easily. You would have lost. Tony, now you know. Tony, don't make me send you a picture of leg day. Listen, I mean, you you want a hundred. You don't want, you want to do a hundred yard dash. I mean, you you lose sure. by about a good ten yards. Tony, I am shopping for flights to Salt Lake City right now. I swear to God, I am gonna smoke you. Like you might buy me a smoke brisket, <laughs> but you're not gonna smoke me like in the hundred yard dash. You're gonna lose the hundred yard dash. Tony, Tony. Yes, sir. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll catch you in Salt Lake City. All right, let's start <laughs> off. <laughs> Let's start off with the state of the team, Tony. How do you feel about the Utah Jazz? How confident are you in the Utah Jazz? I think they have as good a chance as anybody in the Western Conference to come out of the West. I think they are 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 good enough to win the West. I think that I would put them in tier two, slightly below my two tier one teams, which are um the Brooklyn Nets and in in the Milwaukee Bucks but I don't think the separation is great 
between tier one and tier two. And then tier two, I have the Jazz, the the Suns, and the Lakers. That's how I feel about the Jazz. Okay, so you feel pretty pretty positive that they can, at least as the regular season, they can be a top one or two seed again and, and get that yeah, home court as, advantage. as long as they stay healthy, I mean, they're going to win, you know, a lot of games. Listen, they played around. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, but they, they played around. I don't want to say played around, but, you know, they were basically able to name their own score against Oklahoma City last night. And Oklahoma City's not going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to. Do you think OKC wins 15 games? I'm not sure they win 15 games this year. I think 15 is maybe about right. You know, like in yeah. the NBA, you can you can dumb luck your way into 15 to 18 games, I think. Like, uh, it's pretty rare that you you lose. What does that wind up being like? 60 some odd games it's pretty rare yeah so i i think yeah you're right though okc is going to be bad on purpose yes they they, they want to be bad so i think the jazz are they're a really good solid team and then the regular season i mean they're just going to win a they're going to win a ton of games and then we're going to see what happens in the playoffs let's talk a little bit about what you've seen so far like with the preseason and then obviously the first game against oklahoma city there are any like new wrinkles that we should be paying attention to things that might be a long-term place, you know, stuff that's going to lead to evolution and improvement when it comes to like playoff time. My goodness, I think we we are, are witnessing the first ten-man rotation in the history of Quinn Snyder basketball. I think the Jazz intentionally played Jared Butler last night for five minutes, and the intention of playing him for five minutes or six minutes or however long he played was to take five minutes away from Mike Conley's playing time, which they hope, along with, you know, some strategic rest, will keep Conley fresh and healthy for the playoffs. So it was one of those things where, you know, Quinn Snyder has never kind of gone beyond a nine-man rotation. And I think in the season opener against OKC, I think that this was the first time that we've seen him play 10. So it was, you know, one of those things. Somebody made a really good point to me that no Quinn Snyder has never played 10 guys before. That 10th guy on any of his teams has never really been an NBA player. So this is interesting. We're going to see if it persists through, you know, Sacramento and Denver and, and the road trip to start out next week and as we round into our first 10 games. You know, that's a good point, that he hasn't had a lot of guys at, in the back of the bench that have really been solid NBA players. So why would he play them? If you're trying to win games, you know, I think this is one of the things that kind of Greg Popovich, Mike Budenholzer, Steve Kerr do, right? Early in the season, man, they're going to give these guys a shot because you need to find out what you got. I think this is a good move from Quinn. You like to see that evolution. Everyone, including me, keeps mentioning Utah in the same breath as Milwaukee because they kind of stick to the same thing, right? Solid defense, very good offense, and just chipping away, getting better year over year over year. A lot of people, Tony are feeling like this could be the year for Utah. And if they're going to expand their, you know, their rotation a little bit, they're going to be fresher toward the end of the season when the, if they need to make a push for the number one seed. They, they might have a little bit left in the tank, but they certainly shouldn't run out of gas like they did last season, right? Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, there's going to be a conscious effort to, to get uh, guys – to the postseason healthy. So well, remember last year they started, what was it, 37 games in the first 71 days? Yes. Something ridiculous. Remember that? Yeah. That was yes. like over a game a day. Right. That was over a game every two days. Every two days. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So this year it's it's gonna just be easier there, right? Yes. 
And, I mean, you, you look at it right now, right? Like, the Jazz are going to play tomorrow night, and then they have three days off. But then the road trip that comes up behind the Denver game is going to be tough because it's six games and seven nights, and all the six games are in clusters. Both of the, those six game sets is three and four games. So you have a, a three game in four days. You have Houston, Chicago, and Milwaukee. You have those three games in four days. And then you have one day off, you go across the country, come home, play Sacramento. Then you go back across the country on one day rest. And then you play another three and four days. So that that part is that part's going to be uh, a tough schedule for the Jazz. So anybody stand out to you in game one? I thought the perimeter defense stood out. Um, that's, you know, that's why I wrote about it. I think the Jazz are really making a real effort to, to guard on the perimeter and not rely so much on Rudy Gobert, you know, to clean up misses and clean up mistakes. And, you know, I think that Donovan Mitchell was terrific defensively uh, on Wednesday night. But they did a good job collectively against Shea. Yeah, they did a really good job against Shea. Um, they held him to 7-17 to shooting from the field. Um, I think he made one three-pointer. You know, he, he wasn't – I mean, I've seen games where uh, against OKC where Shea – you know, was, you know, living in the paint. And, and mm-hmm. you know, Lou Dort had 42 the last time uh, That's right. OKC saw the Jazz. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell kind of held him for two for ten. Um, so, you know, the, the caveat is that, you know, uh, that backcourt was the only thing the Jazz had to worry about. So, you know, they were able to, like, really load up on those two, two guys. But, I mean – you know, the results speak, spoke for themselves. OKC scored 86 points. Um, the Jazz were never threatened. And, you know, there was never really a prolonged um, um, there was never really a prolonged uh, issue with with getting defensive stops. Now, you know, Sacramento is going to be different. You know, those guys can really score. They can shoot the ball. Um, so it's going to be um, a lot tougher of a test especially on the road, especially home opener for the Kings. It's going to be a real tough test for the Jazz tomorrow. Yeah, Sacramento looked pretty good against Portland. I mean, you, you know, they let them come back into the game, but it's the NBA, and that's just kind of how it works. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised by Sacramento for the majority of that game. So, yeah, you're right. It is going to be tough. Uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about expectations. Um, you, you see any of these younger guys? You know, you mentioned Jared Butler getting a little bit of run. Any of these guys going to actually break into the rotation when it comes to playoff time? Are there, are there going to be new faces making plays for this team in important moments? Or, or is it the standard cast that we've kind of gotten used to plus Rudy Gay? Well, it's going to be the standard cast. I mean, as long as these guys are healthy. I mean, when you get to, when you get to playoff rotations, I mean, you know, you're going, you're going with your best eight or, you know, your best nine. You know, so you're going to have, you know, your starting five. You're going to have, you know, Joe Ingles and, and, and Jordan Clarkson. You're going to have a lot of Rudy Gay. I think Rudy Gay is going to – I think by – I think Rudy Gay is going to be the eighth man for the Jazz in the regular season, and I think that he might be the sixth man for the Jazz in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's going to be that important uh, to, to what the Jazz do. Uh, once the playoffs start. So small ball five for sure, right? Yeah. I think he's one of those guys where, 
you know, during the regular season, he's playing 15 minutes a night. And then during the postseason, he's playing 25 minutes a night. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I, 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 I think that, um, you know, teams go with their best eight or best nine. Uh, in the postseason, so you know, I don't, I don't have any reason to 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 believe that that Quinn Snyder is not going to do the same thing. Does this team have a trade to make? Not right now. We'll see what happens closer to the deadline. But yeah. you know, they don't have a trade. To, they're not looking What's to trade anybody right now. Well, the, uh, the 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 one weakness is we, there's there's no Tory Craig on the roster. Right. So how are they going to make up for that? Right. Like I I, I understand that they they hope health is going to be the biggest factor for their perimeter defense but i don't think it's health man i think it's personnel you know i think that they gotta see what what's available at the deadline they gotta see where they are what they're doing you know i don't see them trading anybody in their core you know we'll we'll see if 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 something comes available uh that makes sense but i don't think that this team is is going this franchise is going to rob peter to play to pay paul and I, you know, somebody, you know, I was having a conversation um, with somebody. I think it might have been Andy Larson, uh, the fine writer at the Tribune. Um, but you know, he made a good point. You know, this team is really good as the whole of its parts. But if you take away, so if you take away Joe Ingles and go and get um, and, and go get a perimeter defender then guess what? There goes your playmaking off the bench. If you take away Bojan Bogdanovic and go get a defender, guess what? There goes your spacing. If you take away Jordan Clarkson, then guess what? There goes, you know, a guy who could come in and, and, and who could come in and score 20 if 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 uh, Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley is off. If you go down the line and take away one guy, then you're taking away a major piece of the puzzle. So I don't know that the Jazz um, – are 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 in a position to trade any of their core pieces they just got to try to find a way to add uh to the core um you know and that's why they have a open roster spot um you know um for flexibility sake and i i expect that roster spot to stay open um you know and, and honestly that's one of the reasons why malik malik fitz made this team because i think that the jazz are trying to identify guys who are potential wings who they can who who they can develop uh and see what they have down the, down the line maybe not this year obviously i don't expect malik fits to play a role this year but maybe down the road so you know i i, I think that you know will the jazz be looking to have some movement at the trade deadline uh, i i think yes do i think the jazz are going to make a trade at the trade deadline i I, I I still don't see that at this point. Do you want to make some predictions? Let's go. All right. Donovan Mitchell. Is he going to make All-NBA? Yes. I'm going to say yes. He's a lock for All-Star, I think. Yeah, he's a lock for All-Star. Yeah. That's not even, like, to me, that's not even worth asking about. But I think he's got a good shot at All-NBA. And I guess, well, let me start here. Where do you expect this team to finish? I expect them to finish in the top three in the West. Okay. I think they're going to be the number one seed. And I think it's going to I think they very well might be the number one seed. Yes. I think... Donovan has a volume uptick in him. The stuff that we've seen from him in the playoffs, I think that's real. And I think he can do it in the regular season. So I'd like to see that. And I think if if we get a little bit more volume from him and they're the number one seed, I think he's a dark horse MVP guy. I mean, it's going to take some convincing, but I mean, this is, we know he can score. You know, last year was the first time in maybe ever that uh, a 
top seed didn't have a top five MVP finish. Mm -hmm. So if the Jazz were to do that two years in a row, I, I have a, I don't know that they have that they that they don't have somebody in the conversation. I agree. I agree, and I think I think Donovan is like the natural guy for that to go to. Uh, Rudy Rudy Gay, uh, excuse me, Rudy Gobert, is he going to win Defensive Player of the Year award? No. Yeah, it's over. They they're going to have to rename the award after him. No, nah, they'll they'll. He'll he'll suffer from uh he'll get he's gonna get dang for what the perception is in the playoffs and they're gonna there's gonna be voter fatigue. Yeah, a hundred percent. What about Quinn, coach of the year? Possibly because he's never won it. Yeah. And at this point, you kinda it, it, you feel like it would be a body of work thing. I mean, I guess unless they had a really crazy season, but they had a crazy season last year. They had a crazy season last year. What did he finish third? Yeah, I think so. He wasn't first. So I mean, at, at this point, if you do it two years in a row, you know, they rewarded Monty. Um, and Monty was was really deserving. But for me, it was Monty and Quinn or Quinn and Monty, however way you wanted to look at it. So I would think that Quinn would get a long look this year if if the Jazz are number one seed again. Will the Jazz figure out their playoff defense this year? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're saying they're going to make the finals, but will they figure it out so it won't at least be the same problem that sends them home? I don't know, but we're predicting, right? Yeah, well, I mean, just we're guessing. Like, Listen, we're, none of us are Nostradamus generally. So we're, we're, we're always guessing. I'm going to say not a full yes, but I'm going to say that as long as they're healthy, it's going to be better than it was last year. Because, you know, even if, if Mike Conley was healthy, right, I don't see any way that Reggie Jackson has the series against the Jazz that he had against the Jazz. And if Reggie Jackson doesn't have that kind of series against the Jazz, if Mike Conley is healthy, um, then to me that series turns out differently. I'm not all the way there, but I definitely think it it isn't as glaring. It isn't as bad. Yeah, because, right, like, here's the thing. Paul George went off. Of course Paul George is going to go off because Paul George is Paul George. Kawhi Leonard went off. Of course Kawhi Leonard is going to go off because Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. I don't think the Jazz – lost because of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think the Jazz lost because of Reggie Jackson. Because, you know, in addition to those guys going off, Reggie Jackson went Terrence off. Terrence Mann. And then Terrence Mann obviously went off in game six. But if you have one guy that's healthy that can stay in front of Reggie Jackson and stop, you know, a lot of that penetration, then maybe the Jazz don't overcorrect as much as they do. And then, you know, and then – the domino effect is Terrence Mann has somebody that's actually guarding him. So he doesn't score 39 in game six. And, you know, things are a little different. The Jazz were really compromised defensively because neither one of their guards could move defensively. Right. So when you have both of your starting guards and neither one of them can 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 move laterally, then, you know, yeah, your, your defense is going to be compromised. I mean, I, I just think that there was this, like, there were just a lot of um, dishonest analyzation of what actually happened to the Jazz in that series. In basketball? No. Yeah. So no there, were, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of dishonesty and willful dishonesty in 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 analyzing what happened to the Jazz. Um, you know, so I think if they're they're healthy, I think that there there are some things that'll be different. Yeah. All right, where do they finish? Uh, are they going to make it to the finals? Do they win the title? 
first round out. What do you got? I think that they finish one, two, or three in the Western Conference. I think that they are uh, as good as any team in the West. Uh, I think they're as well-rounded and deep as any team in the West. Let's see if they stay healthy. Um, and if they stay healthy, I think that they make it at least to the Western Conference Finals. And then we'll see what happens beyond that. I have this team going to the finals. I think that could very well happen. And I think if they go to the finals, I think they have a chance to win it. Yep. I think they're going to the finals. I think Milwaukee's going to win it, but I think uh, this team can definitely make the finals. See, and that's the difference, right? Like if if you go to the finals and and you see the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks, you know – as good as Donovan Mitchell is, the Jazz don't have a Giannis Antetokounmpo or, yeah. or they don't have a Kevin Durant. Yeah, and that's just the difference maker, right? Um, right. But I do think that this team can win the West, man. Like, I, they could have won it last year. It was in play. They ran into yeah. a perfect problem for them. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do and what they do differently and how it goes. And, Tony, I'm going to be reading your stuff every single week. Yeah, like but I we're recording do. next week. We are. We're back. We're going to be once a week for the rest of the season. Maybe do some special episodes here and there. Going to try to get some more guests this year. Uh, yes. Because I know everyone gets tired of listening to just me and Tony. So, yeah. Nobody could get tired of listening to you, Dave. Are you ready? I mean, you're in preseason form right now. I'm in regular season form. How am I in preseason form? You playing your way into shape? No. Is that what's happening here? I always come okay. into camp in right. shape. You you okay. just come to Salt Lake City and let's get that 100-yard dash in. Okay. I'm going to bake the athletic, put it all over social media. Oh, really? I'm going to look amazing. Yeah. Tony, you just saw me, bro. You just saw me. No shirt. I'm going to run it with no shirt on, Tony. You're going to run it with no shirt on? Yes. That's fine. You're going to lose with no shirt on. Okay. So, I mean, listen, you're, you're going you're gonna to be like glistening and sun-kissed I'm going to eat that steak you're going to have to buy me with no shirt on. You're going to love it. I mean, okay. Roots Chris might not love it, though. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I'll put, a, I'll put a shirt on so I can get some service. <laughs> All right. Love you, bro. That's going to do it for this week. I love you too, Tony. That's going to do it for this week on the Game Notes Podcast, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Guys, go on the app and follow Tony so that every time he drops a new article, it'll pop up in your app. You can also follow this this podcast on the Athletic app or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a subscriber, of course, it's ad-free. Go to theathletic.com slash game notes and sign up. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been Game Notes. We'll talk to you guys next week. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.